With the start of a new year, let's stop and think about what we want in the year ahead. And while we may know what we'd like to accomplish, what we end up doing are often two different things. If we have some goals and some priorities that we want to accomplish in our business this year, let's get those scheduled and let's figure out when we're going to do it and get it on the calendar ahead of time. Consultant and coach Alan Crockett returns as a guest as we discuss what we can do to be effective in the next year. Anytime we're overwhelmed, we don't make good decisions. From setting goals to identifying the obstacles in front of achieving those goals, Alan provides insight as to how we can move off of center. When you're self-employed, mm-hmm. how do you hold yourself accountable to do the things that you ought to be doing? And, and sometimes we let ourselves get away with things that we would never let anybody else get away with. How can we start the new year off right? Tune in on this episode of the Working Ranch Radio Show. Welcome you here to 2024. This is the first episode of the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm Justin Mills, and we are glad to have you tuned in. For all of you that have been regular listeners to the program, we thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time listening to the show, we hope you enjoy it and hope you stick around for the entire show. By the way, if you do hear something you like and you want to go back and listen to it again, you can go to the podcast website at workingranchradio.com. You can download any show that's out there that we've had. This is a hundred. This is episode 150. So you can go back and listen to all of those that you want to go to. And of course, you can also find it on any podcast provider out there as well. Well, to get a new year started and underway for the Working Ranch radio show, I thought I'd be like kind of everybody else and and just kind of have a New Year's resolution focus in mind with that. And so I decided to invite a great friend of mine, Mr. Alan Crockett, who's a ranching consultant and a business coach to join us here on our program today. And Alan, thanks for joining us here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Always a pleasure, Justin. Good to be with you. Happy New Year. You too. You too. You know, as I was preparing in my mind for what I wanted to do for the first show to kick off in 2024, just like anybody else, we're always thinking about, okay, we want a good start to the year. We want to get some good things going so that we have a great year. That's, I think everybody would be in agreement on on that. So you were the first guy I thought of. I thought, you know, you've worked with me on different occasions and I appreciated that. And so I wanted to reach out to you as we look at the front end of the this year and know that we can it can be a, a point in time to where we start some things and maybe start some good habits instead of reverting maybe back to some bad habits and it shouldn't really matter that January 1 is when we have to start those but it is when we're just going to we're just going to accept that that's what it is and really for a lot of us it is a time where we 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 do reflect and try to set some new year's type resolutions you know you're right Justin and and you know, if we're on a calendar year as far as taxation is concerned and that kind of thing, well, we we close the books out December 31st and we start fresh, in, you know, on January 1st. And so it is that time. You mentioned New Year's resolutions, and it's interesting because I don't know how, I probably haven't set a New Year's resolution in 30 years. And and part of that is because it was kind of easy come, easy go. You know, I'd set a resolution and with within a short period of time, I'd forgotten about it. And I've read some some studies on that and and that's not atypical i mean that's pretty typical mm-hmm. we, you know, we set new year's resolutions and, and usually they're you know things like you know i'm going to eat healthier or i'm going to exercise more or i'm going to have a deeper relationship or you know those kinds of things well 
what does January 1st have to do with doing that? I mean, if we need to eat healthier, it doesn't matter what day of the year we figure that out. We should start then. Uh, you know, we if we decide in October we ought to start eating healthier, okay, well, let's wait till January and we'll start doing that. Well, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, but but for a lot of business things, uh, yeah, we take a we take a fresh look. You know, on January first, we set some goals for our business, and and it's a great time of year to really look and say, what do we really want to accomplish this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I had said, you were the one of the first guys that I thought of about having this sort of a conversation. Partly because several years ago, you and I worked together. Uh, just I was feeling overwhelmed with some of the the things. You know, all of us are busy, and we all have things to do, and. Pretty soon, the ranch work starts getting to be overwhelming and different things begin to get overwhelming. And one of the first things that for you and I, it was simply an element of, okay, let's let's get some time management. Let's get some things underway there and let's begin to look at that. And so really, as we start this conversation here today, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. But let's start there because I think that's one thing for, for folks that, you know, they're thinking about, okay, we left last year. Yeah, it's a clean slate in some ways, but at the same time there's still things that are going to have to get done and how do we address that so that we don't feel overwhelmed each and every morning when we wake up you, you know that's really really a good place to start Stephen Covey had a quote a long time ago and I think if that's where it came from I've heard other people say but I think it started with him but he says time management is really a misnomer the challenge is not to manage time but to manage ourselves and then he went on to say the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule but to schedule your priorities. And I think that's where we really need to look at it. It's okay, if we have some goals and some priorities that we want to accomplish in our business this year, let's get those scheduled and let's figure out when we're going to do it and get it on the calendar ahead of time. Because if we if we get caught up in the day-to-day, like you were talking, then the overwhelm comes. And anytime we're overwhelmed, we don't make good decisions. Uh, you know, it's hard to see the forest for the, for the trees kind of thing. And if we're overwhelmed in in day-to-day operations, then we just don't take time to sit down and do the strategic planning, set the goals, figure out where we need our business to go to, to provide us the the lifestyle, the profit, the the quality of life that we desire. And really that's to me, that's what it's after. We're after quality of life that comes because we have time to do the things we want to do. We have money because we're profitable to do the things we want to do. And also because we have good health and we can we can enjoy that and the relationships and and then our purpose becomes more focused and 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 where we want to spend our time. So if we can kind of look at those things, it's uh, it's a matter of saying, okay, this is a priority. I'm going to get this on the calendar. I'm going to make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. So you said it begins to start to set a schedule. Put that in a schedule, whatever that's going to be. Let's start with that process and and some of the things that you would advise starting at point one and working on down. Yeah. So I like to take a three-year look at things. You know, if we go out five and 10 and 15 years, that's so far out that, that there's no urgency to it. Yeah. But if we come back to three years and say, okay, where do we, where do we want our business to be three years from now? And if we can hone in on that and really focus on that, then we can break that up and say, okay, if we're going to get to that point in three years, where do we have to get to in two years? And where do we have to be at the end of this year? And now that we know where that is, now we can really focus on this year. And so what I like to do there, Justin, is say, okay, here's all the things that need to happen in my business this year to keep me on track so that I'll be where I want to be in three years. And let's break that down and let's get those on the calendar. And I look at it on a monthly basis. 
And let's figure, because there's some things that probably need to be done in January. Uh, there's some things that probably probably we don't need to worry about until September, October, November. But let's figure out what those things are and get them in some kind of chronological order by month on the calendar or at least on some post-it notes that we can move around and shift around and then get them on the calendar. Once we know what needs to be done in each month, what I like to do is, okay, let's just break it down in January. We have four weeks in January. Here's two things that need to be done in January. Let's get them on the calendar. Where, where they where they fit in there? And make sure that they fit, mm-hmm. and make sure that we don't have other things pushing them aside. That you know, like you like you said, the everyday side of the business. And uh, and then when we get them on the weeks, and every week we just take a look at that. Say, so, okay, here's what's going on this week, and we can plan our days accordingly. Um, it was one of the things going back to Stephen Covey. That's one of the things that he taught is planning on a daily basis just puts us in crisis management because we just look at all the things that have to be done today, and so yeah. Planning more on a weekly basis gets the urgency of the crisis today out of the out of the way, and, and we can look at that. So, so that, that's kind of the the broad spectrum of what I look at: a three year plan, break it down by years. So and once we get this year figured out, let's break it down by months and make sure we get all of that on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I think let's take a break here right now, Alan, because the next topic and conversation we're going to get into is going to require a little bit of a longer answer, and I don't really want to break that up. So let's take a break here. My guest today is Alan Crockett. He's a ranch consultant, business coach, a friend of mine for many, many years. We're going to come back with him as we're just starting talking about today how we can get this new year started off on the right foot. Before we head to break here, today's segment brought to you by the American Gelvy Association. Make your crossbreeding count with Gelvy and Balancer Genetics. Find out more at gelvy.org. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the Working Ranch Radio Show after this. Capitalize on crossbreeding with Gelvy and Balancer bulls. Raise replacement females with added fertility, increased longevity, and greater productivity. Gelvy and Balancer influenced females wean more pounds of calf per cow exposed. In the feed yard, Balancer-influenced cattle offer increased performance, improved feed efficiency, and have excellent carcass merit. Balancers add the pounds, make the grade, and deliver the value. Make your crossbreeding count with Gelb V and Balancer Genetics. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm Justin Mills. My guest today is Alan Crockett. He's a friend of mine. He's also a ranching consultant, a business coach for folks. Uh, We'll talk more about his business here later on as we wrap up our conversation with him. Because if you are finding yourself in that need where you need some some uh, some sort of accountability in what you're doing and wanting to do and make some improvements. Uh, we can visit with Alan a little bit about that. In fact, Alan, I at the break I didn't bring that up. That was something I did want to talk about because we talk about all these things, and I really think at the end of the day, accountability is also a big part of making this all happen too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if we don't have accountability, we're we're in a world of world of hurt, and so that's you know it's part of the part of the challenge you know in, in ranching and farming and in any kind of small business where you're an entrepreneur and, and you're quote unquote, you're self-employed, mm-hmm. how do you hold yourself accountable to do the things that you ought to be doing? And, and sometimes we let ourselves get away with things that we would never let anybody else get away with. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had a hired manager or a hired hand that was, you know, doing some of the stuff that we do, we'd fire him. <laughs> but, but, but we allow ourselves to get away with things. And, and part of that is because it, it takes an extreme amount of discipline to sit down and do strategic planning. Mm-hmm. 
And it's easier just to look out the window and see a hundred things that we could go do, you know, like putting out salt mm-hmm. or putting out mineral or go check water or break ice, whatever it is, what time of year it is, you know, move cow. And that's just seems so much more enjoyable than sitting down and doing some strategic planning. So it requires a, a certain amount of discipline, especially because we don't have accountability partners typically in, you know, as entrepreneurs and, and small business owners and self-employed people. We just, we don't have accountability partners. And so it's, it's easy to get away with things that we shouldn't allow ourselves to get away with. And so it requires discipline. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to work out, really work out, mm-hmm. if, if you have a buddy you're working out with or two or three guys, it's a whole lot easier to stay on task when everybody knows that, you know, six o'clock in the morning, we're going to be at the gym working out mm-hmm. because if it's just me, uh, you know, I don't really feel like it today, <laughs> you know, or it's too cold, too hot, too whatever, you know, I'm too tired. I'm too sore. I I got too many things to do. And so we, we can skip that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, the discipline that comes in in that and, and having some, some accountability is huge. I think there's a couple other things, Justin, maybe that would help our listeners yeah. kind of add some things here. One is we got to get over this idea that that we can do it all ourselves and stop thinking that we have to do it all ourselves. We need to be able to delegate. And if we're running ourselves ragged and trying to do it all ourselves, it's time to hire somebody or somebody's. And sometimes, you know, there's a, there's an area there where maybe we're not quite as profitable as we would like to be. And so we're trying to try to reach that profitability target so that we can hire somebody else so that we don't have to do it all ourselves. But sometimes we have to take the leap of, leap of faith and say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and hire somebody and be, and start delegating and free myself up to do some of the more important things that I ought to be doing and trust that this person that I hire can take care of the things that, that I'm doing out there and so that we can reach our goals and really work the plan that we put together. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, is you know, and, and, and we've all experienced this, you know, it's, it's faster and better if I do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what to do. I know how to do it. I can go do it. And it's it's just faster and I do it better. And, you know, we've seen this with our kids. I You go back when little kids, I'm going to help my, my son make his bed or my daughter make her bed. It's so much easier if I just do it myself. Mm-hmm. But the child never, learn, never learns to make a bed if we do it for them all the time. And so we have to... We have to step back and realize, yeah, it might be faster and better if you do it yourself or if I do it myself. But there comes a time we have to we have to turn loose of that and delegate that out. And really, when I look at that, I like to I like to look at the old eighty twenty Pareto principle. And you know, what's the eighty percent that I can turn loose of, and the twenty percent that I really need to focus on. And that twenty percent has to be the high level strategic planning things, the things that will really create profitability for my business, that will really create quality of life for me and my family and my employees. And the only way I can do that is to get rid of that 80% that I don't need to be doing that somebody else can do. And and yeah, maybe they didn't do it quite the way I would have done it, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's not, uh, maybe it took them longer to do it than I would have done it myself, but so what? Mm-hmm. You know, the job got done and what I did in my 20% was so much more important for my business than that other 80%. Um, it becomes really, really huge. And so, you know, this is a good time of year to sit down and just say, okay, well, what's the 20% that I need to hang on to 
And what's the 80% that I can delegate mm-hmm. And who can I delegate that to? Yeah. You know, and I think along those same lines of, of that part of it too, Alan, and I, and this is something for me having to work through now as I have uh, a hired hand and my nephew that works for me, Tristan, that works for me. And then of course I have my kids that are helping me out as well. And that goes to the next step of really, once you've identified what are some of those roles that you could let go of is putting that down in a process or in a, in a, on a, on a sheet of paper that's, that identifies what the expectations are to achieve, not necessarily, necessarily always the means of how you get there, but what are the expectations at the end of the, at the end of the job? Yeah. And I really like to look at that just those agreements. You know, let's just come to an agreement that this is the outcome that we're after. This is the result that we're trying to accomplish here. And as long as, as long as an employee can stay within some guidelines on that, how they get there, we ought to we ought to create some freedom for them. You know, going back to Covey and you know he he had the acronym Doctor Grack, mm-hmm. and the D is desire, the R is result. So here's the desired results. Here's the outcome that we're after, and then the Grack. Here's some guidelines. The R is the, the resources we have available. The A is the accountability. How we're going to measure that. And then the C is the consequences, number one, to the business if it doesn't happen, and number two, to the employee if it doesn't happen. And so if we look at that and say, okay, how can we utilize Dr. Grack to to help us with our employees? Well, it's Mr. Miss employee, here's here's the de- desired result that we're after. Here's some guidelines. I want you to stay within these guidelines. Here's the resources you have available to you. It could be time. It could be money. It could be equipment, it could be a horse, it could be any number of things, but here's the resources. And then here's how we're going to measure accountability. And here's the consequences. And if we can do that, we we come to an agreement. And anytime we have an agreement, that really raises the bar substantially higher than than expectations. Mm -hmm. If we can come to an agreement, and if the employee says, yeah, I agree to that, that that'll work, I can get that done. And I understand then, then we move we move our businesses way forward than than we could ever take them ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably as beneficial it is to the employee or the son or the daughter that's working for you or whatever that may be. Probably equally important for the the boss too because you've you've taken the time to put that out on paper to realize that really this is what this is all that needs to be done. We in our minds we think going back to what you were saying a little bit ago, we're the, we're the ones that always think we're the only ones that can do it when in yeah. reality it's not. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work on, on a ranch or a farm situation that is, can be done by anybody uh, in, in certain cases. I don't want to downplay the certain people's skills that are working for you, but at the same time, if they're given the guidelines, here's what I want, here's the outcome. And so as an, as an employer, it kind of puts my mind at ease to know, well, here it is. Yeah. And as long as we're clear on that, it makes it so, so easy or so much easier. And it allows us to go do that 20% that we ought to be doing. It allows us to do that and not be distracted, worrying about the other 80%. Yep. Now, one of the things, and, and you know, this, Justin, and our listeners do too, I'm sure, but we need to, we need to talk about it is it takes time to train people to do things the way we want them done, you know, and, and to teach these desired results. Cause it could be, I'm only have 20 or 30 or 50 different desired results we want in our business, you know, on the ranch. 
or a farm. And, and each one of those is going to have a set of guidelines and some resources available and then the accountability and the consequences. It takes time to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, if we don't take the time to do that, then, then we find ourselves, you know, on the same rat race. Overwhelmed. You know, <laughs> you know as Robert Kiyosaki said, the problem with one in the rat race is you're still a rat. Yeah. You, know, so, <laughs> you know, so we don't, we don't want to be the rat that wins the rat race. Let's get off that hamster wheel. Let's get out of the rat race and let's become the leaders of our business that our business needs us to be and, and take that 20% and, and delegate the other 80. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, Justin, is, is down the road a year or two from now, our 20% that we took today will be our 100%, and we'll find another 80% in there that we can delegate, <laughs> and we'll have a new 20%. Mm-hmm. And our business will expand and grow, yeah. and, and our mind will expand and grow, and the better we get at delegating and the better we get at, at helping employees grow in their position in the business, the better we're going to be and the better quality of life that we'll have and the faster our business will grow and get us there. Yeah. We have one more segment we have with Alan. And in the very first segment we were talking, we kind of kicked it off with, uh, you know, time management concepts and some things like that. But originally that was getting down to really putting a time frame and a plan on when things are going to get done. In this next segment, we're going to talk more about that as we talk about strategic planning and some of those kind of things, setting goals and identifying obstacles. So stick with us. We'll be back on the Working Ranch Radio Show after this. Nothing delivers a better return on investment like cattle health. Set up the next generation for lifetime performance with Zinpro Avela 4. Achieve reproductive success in your herd with a 20% increased conception rate and a 16-day tighter calving interval. Calves from cows supplemented with Zinpro have stronger immunity and 28 more pounds at weaning. Help protect your profits by partnering with Zinpro. And we welcome you back here to the Working Ranch Radio Show. The focus of our program today is just really getting the new year started off on the right foot. It's kind of ridiculous sometimes that we use the front end of the calendar to be that motivator, but nevertheless, it does happen. And so with that in mind today, as we are talking about ways that we can be more efficient, more effective in what we are doing on a weekly basis, daily basis to a weekly basis, monthly and on out. And so with that, my guest today is Alan Crockett. And Alan, we've talked a little bit at the very first segment. We talked a little bit about time management uh, being a part of it. Really, it was self-management and began to put into our schedule the things that we do need to get done and being a big part of that as we start as you had suggested that really it was about looking at not really getting into the five and ten year far out look at at what you want to see accomplished but maybe narrowing it down into one to three type year deals and so with that in mind is then takes us to the step here of identifying what are these goals and and then at at the same time we're going to be identifying what are the obstacles that are in front of that to get us from achieving that goal so let's talk about that a little bit yeah, I think part of it, in, in the very beginning, we have to get really clear about where we want to go and what we want our business to do. And and some people listening to this might be thinking, you know, I'm ready to retire. I want to figure out a way to, you know, to pass my business on, on to the next generation or to a neighbor or somebody else. I, you know, I want to completely get out of it. Somebody else might be thinking, you know, I've got kids that are teenagers and I got to figure out a way to get them back into the business. I want them to be here. They want to be here. Others might 
already have some employees and just be figuring that, you know, I want to grow this and make it more profitable. So getting really clear on what that vision is, what the goals are that we're trying to accomplish. And really to me, it needs to start with quality of life. You know, what do we really want our, our quality of life to, to, to look like? And that has to, that has to include time. And I'm not talking time in the business it has to include personal time, time for family, time for hobbies, time for community church, whatever it is, but time outside of business, but also money and the profit from the business needs to allow us to have the time to do some of the things we want to do. That's why we're, you know, that's why we want to have a profitable business is so that we can do some of the things we want to do outside of business. Granted, some of that profit might be put back into growth in the business and that kind of thing. But getting really clear on that and defining that and then, okay, now that we know where we want to be in three years and a year from now, now let's figure out everything that has to happen to get us there. And in the case of a cattle rancher, it could be, you know, I need to have 20% more cows than what I have today in order to reach my goal or 50% or I may need to double it. And some of that could be done internally on the existing ranch. Some of it, we may need to lease some additional land or acquire some additional properties. So figuring out what those things are and and getting real clear on it and then the steps to get us there. And as you mentioned, there's always obstacles in those steps. And so what I don't I, I think too many times we we gloss over the obstacles that, that could potentially come up and and keep us from reaching the goal we're trying to reach. And and then with each one that yeah, this is this is truly an obstacle that could hit us this year. All right, well, let's brainstorm that and let's come up with a strategy around that obstacle. I was working with some people here just recently and we went through a, a couple of goals and, and we had 10 or 15 obstacles listed there. And we hit each one of those one by one and we came up with a strategy of how to overcome every one of those obstacles. That way, if and when that obstacle does present itself, we already have the strategy in place to overcome it. Now, we may have to adapt it a little bit or change it a little bit, but we've gone through the thought process of what needs to happen there. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's really, really huge. And I think that gets overlooked a lot in not just in farming and ranching, but in any small business or any any goals that we have in life. We set this goal and we want to go do this, whatever this is, but we don't we don't really look at some of the challenges, obstacles that might get in the way. And so I spend quite a bit of time with clients on that. Let's figure out what those obstacles are. And let's make sure that we have at least one strategy in place to overcome that obstacle. Well, I think the good thing with that is the fact is, is if that obstacle or when that obstacle appears, it's not the first time you've thought about it. You've spent some time thinking about it. That's probably a huge part, even though you may not have a total solution at the first time you identify it, you've had some time to consider it. Absolutely. And and, and it's so important to, to go through that thought process and, you know, and, and getting back to the planning side of this and, and looking at it, if we're not evaluating our plan on a regular basis, and I think that needs to be monthly and, and maybe even weekly, you know, if we're doing weekly plans and at the end of the week, there was some things that we had prioritized on our plan that didn't get done. And, you know, it could be, you know, mom had a heart attack, mm-hmm. you know, it's in the hospital or somebody died or there was a fire or, you know, got pneumonia or whatever, you know? And, and so, Life happens. We just got to look at that and say, okay, that was a priority this week and we didn't get it done. We need to get back on the calendar for the coming week and then do that on a monthly basis. And and if something in, in January that we put on the calendar had to happen in January and it didn't, well, we better get it done in February or, or this thing will start to snowball yeah. against us. 
And then we'll be sitting in October, November, thinking, golly sakes, we got stuff in January, February, February that we didn't do, and we're way behind. And so the discipline of doing the plan, but then monitoring that plan and seeing where we are. The other thing that I like to do, and I just call it bookends, when we set these blocks of time to do the planning and the big strategic things and whatever it might be, I mean, you might have a block of time, well, we're going to put a water line in on the ranch, for example. And that might be in June, you know, gonna take, it might take us three weeks in June to put that water line in or something. The booking on each end of that project, and that, again, that could be a, a one-day project, it could be a week-long project. But anytime we do that, we need to figure out, okay, what needs to happen ahead of time so that everything's taken care of and we can focus on what we need to focus on that day or those two days or that week. And then at the end of that, the other booking, okay, now, what do we need to do to pick up and, and move forward? And if we do that in our planning and say, okay, you know, Wednesday and Thursday next week, we're going to be doing strategic planning. So what needs to happen Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday at the very latest to make sure that we're free to do that. Mm-hmm. And if it's Wednesday and Thursday, okay, what does Friday look like now for us? But what needs to happen Friday? Well, if we have, if we have that planned out with confidence, then our focus can really be on the strategic planning. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have it, and we look at the calendar with the old gosh, tomorrow strategic planning, and gosh, I got these other things I need to do. And well, we said we'd do the strategic planning, let's go get it done. How focused can we be when our minds out there on the other things that need to get done? And so being disciplined on the bookends, you know, before and after these blocks of time that we set up, and it doesn't have to be a full day. I mean, it might be from, you know, we're gonna kick this thing off at seven o'clock in the morning, at noon, we're gonna be done with it. But that means any chores and anything else or whatever has to be taken care of the day before or before seven o'clock in the morning. So just having that awareness and and those bookends and making sure they're in place like they should be. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really big. I know. I mean, you can take it simply if you, if, if you've never felt this way, trying to take a vacation is very similar to that mindset. You know, you know yeah. that you can't go on vacation unless something's done. And then, and then knowing, of course, different when on a vacation, you come back thinking, okay, what are all the wrecks I got to go pick up with now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we shouldn't even, have to be that way. You know, even if you're going to go to a bull sale, you know, or a horse sale or whatever it is, or you're selling your calves and at the local auction and you, and you want to be there when they sell, you know, you know, there's things that have to be done ahead of time and have to be done, you know, when you get back. But some of those kinds of things we can kind of cram, but when it comes to strategic planning, we need to, yeah, we need, we need to really plan ahead on that and, and say, okay, let's make sure that we have things done so that we can focus on these focus days and, and these planning days, and we're not distracted by other things. You bet. Well, Alan, it's always too short to have an opportunity of time to visit with you. I always wish there's more time. There's more things we can definitely talk about. But before we get too far, I had brought up as we were going into that second segment, the fact of accountability really being a big part of that. And I think that's a big part. That's why when I think of this conversation today with you, that was why I thought of you was because you have been that part for me at different times in my life. And I think that's an important part. That's something that you do on a regular basis as a, as a, uh, ranching consultant, a business coach to families, to producers. You've been doing it for a few years and it's a way that guys, if they're looking for to maybe kick that off, it's a way that they could they could do that. It was somebody like you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I appreciate that, Justin. 
I've got a, a two and a half day planning workshop scheduled in the Phoenix area on uh, no, on January 24th, 25th, and 26th. And I was going to do one in San Antonio the following week, San Antonio, Texas, but uh, we had a conflict there. So that's been moved to the week of March 11th. So if you want to get in two and a half days of some really good planning and look at the obstacles and figure out the strategies around them and and really figure out where you want your business to go in the next two to three years, as, you know, as, as part of where you want to be in five and 10 and 15 years, call me and we'll we'll talk to talk to you about this uh, these workshops. Uh, the number is 520-253-0040. If the timing doesn't work and you still want some help, we can we can talk about doing one-on-one help. Been able to do a lot of that phone and email and Zoom calls, but also have clients come travel to Arizona, meet with me here in my office, and and uh, we take care of it here. So two or three different options there, and and uh, you know if this kind of resonates and you feel like hey, uh, you know I could use some help in that area, reach out to me. We'll have a discussion. You bet. Well, Alan, I appreciate you joining us here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. It's a good way to get the year started off for us here on our shows, and I'm wishing you the very best in 2024 as well. Thank you, Justin, and and I hope you have a healthy and happy and very prosperous 2024 yourself. You bet. And again, my guest today, Alan Crockett, joining us here today as we talk about how we can get this new year started off on the right foot. I always appreciate his perspective as a business coach and ranch consultant that he's been doing that for many, many years. His perspective on this topic here today is very valuable. I appreciate his insight. appreciate the input that he's had in my life as well, and I hope you find some value in what we talked about here today. We'll stay with us coming up after the break. We're pleased to have back with us Risk Management Agency Administrator Marsha Bunger will be joining us in the next segment. Stay tuned as we're going to be talking about their Livestock Roadshow. Well, what's that all about? Stay tuned. That'll be coming up in the next segment. There are lots of nutrition tubs out there, but none can match the true blue commitment of Vitalix. Our tubs offer you the most concentrated nutrition at the lowest cost per day. That means more profit for your operation and improved performance for your cow herd. In fact, research shows Vitalix tubs increase feed efficiency by 20% while boosting conception rates, herd health, and weaning weights. Learn more at Vitalix.com. Vitalix, the true blue tub. And we welcome you back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm Justin Mills. I'm pleased to have with us our next guest, Risk Management Agency Administrator, Marsha Bunger. And Marsha, thanks for joining us here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate the fact that uh, I'm talking with a fellow rancher myself and that we can, we, some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about here and that, that you, you understand it from that perspective. So I appreciate that. Let's talk about with the Risk Management Agency. Last time we had you on, we were talking about the new wean calf program that's uh, coming out in pilot form in a few states. But let's talk about this livestock roadshow that's coming up because I know that's something where you guys are going to be on the road, uh, being out amongst producers themselves, talking about that and fill us in on what that's going to be about. Thank you. Um, so last year, I'll just step back in time a little bit. We did for the first time, we hosted a series of roadshow events for whole farm revenue and micro farm, and they were very successful. Um, got really good um, response as to the education and the information we provided. And so we circled back with that concept and um, thought, let's apply it to the livestock products that RMA has to offer. So um, we came up with 
a list of places that we will be in person. And I think they number probably 12. Mm -hmm. And we've had one or two now in person so far. But what's coming up in the immediate is a couple of virtual roadshows. So for those folks that aren't close to those locations where we're going to meet in person, you have the opportunity to hop on and listen virtually. The information is all going to be the same, you know, where they're covering the same topics. And so the first virtual workshop is January 8th. And that is going to be at 12 noon central time. The second opportunity for a virtual um, roadshow event is January 17th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And you can go on to the RMA webpage and search for the Livestock Roadshow so that you can get LinkedIn um, and enter into that virtual session and learn a lot, really. You know, we're going to be um, covering most of the livestock products that we have currently, and that is um, livestock gross margin, dairy revenue protection, livestock risk protection, and then um, also talk about annual forage to cover your um, risks that with um, forages that are planted annually, but then also the pasture, rangeland, and forage. You know, we've seen just a huge amount of growth Mm -hmm. with a number of these products. Just to give you some statistics, LRP has grown 250% in the last two years. um, And that has covered about 27 million head of cattle. And then LGM, the livestock gross margin product, has grown by 600% Mm -hmm. over the last two years. And that that's covered about 14 and a half million head of cattle insured in 2023. The pasture, rangeland, and forage product now insures um, more acres than corn, soybeans, wheat totaled. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, it has really become highly utilized. Again, um, RMA, USDA doesn't require that you have crop insurance, livestock products. But from personal experience, I can tell you who does require it is usually your banker. (laughs) So, um, you know, you'll have an opportunity to listen to subject matter experts explain these products. And you also have an opportunity, and I hope you do, um, ask questions, Mm -hmm. provide some feedback, because Mm -hmm. that's the only way that we've been able to continue to um, tweak, improve, and then also um, come up with new products. You know, the the um, latest in the suite of products is what we just announced and what we just talked about, you know, offline was mm-hmm. the wean calf product. And they'll, you know, they'll be talking about that too. So even though you may not be in a piloted state, I think it's always good to hear what's coming down the road mm-hmm. in the event that it does get expanded to other parts of the country. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I would in- as, I, as you were talking about this that comes to my mind is since this whole concept with the risk managers agency of offering some of these products evolved because they've been around for quite a while some of these products have been mm-hmm. around for quite a while there yes. has been some changes and and i would encourage because i was at stock growers meeting a month or so ago and visiting with a crop insurance salesperson there that, there mm-hmm. and we were talking about this and i said well man i tried this uh, the rangeland deal several years ago and you know i just i wasn't real impressed with it there was some you know where they were measuring rain and things that wasn't really in correlation to me and she's like 
like, oh, there's been a lot of changes since then. And so that's would be my thought is since the inception of these, if it was something that you tried maybe years ago on some of the pasture and rangelands, then come learn more about this, because I think you'll find there's been a lot of changes that have happened since the inception of these. You're exactly right. You know, um, LRP has been around for a while, but it's only been probably in the last five, six years that they've expanded the um, range of coverage that you can get. They've increased the subsidy. I mean, so we're continually trying to tweak and improve um, our products so that they are um, attuned to what's going on in egg today. Yeah. You know, I've been farming, ranching for over 40 years and Farming is not the same as it was in 1982 as it is today. So it's important that we we don't stagnate with what we are doing at RMA, but that we continue to um, look at ways to, to adapt. Mm-hmm. And we do that, I think, in large part with folks, farmers, industry, giving us good feedback. Yeah. One of the things, too, I think some people might be a little hesitant about looking at these products because a lot of times there's a lot of providers out there. And I think there's maybe some hesitancy of sitting down at the table with them wondering if they're just going to get sold something and and be from a salesperson versus yes. in this situation. It's not. Here's an information through these the Livestock Roadshow, whether you want to go to the virtual sessions or the, I mean, you got in-person sessions all over the country. This is a, a point in time then where they can just go learn it without feeling like they're being pressured into it. No, and you make an you know, extremely um, important point. Um, we're not there to sell you anything. We are there to only provide information and education. That is not RMA's role to be a salesperson and sell you. So we are giving it to you, I think, on a very unbiased way Mm -hmm. and um, looking for questions, comments. Um, You know, and the other resource I think that I would recommend, you know, outside of a salesperson, a crop insurance agent is your banker. The egg lending sector of um, our business is very attuned to the benefits and the need to have good coverage. Mm-hmm. And so your banker is doesn't have skin in the game as far as getting a getting a, a commission mm-hmm. necessarily. So they're gonna give you some pretty good advice, I think too. So once you listen to the information, go to your banker and you know, say, This is what I heard about this product. What can you tell me about it? Um the deadline um for some of these though has passed, you know, so the PRF policy has passed, that deadline has passed, but you know, you have then now a good solid year to gather information and learn more about it. Um, Some of these are available year round. So it's not like you're pressed Mm -hmm. for a deadline. Um, The wing calf deadline, I believe is the end of January. So that's quickly approaching if you're in those four piloted states. Annual forage might be kind of um, conditioned upon the area of your country again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for South Dakota, it's probably March 15th. Um, but check with your current agent, or if you do not currently have an agent, I would encourage folks to go onto the RMA portal and take a look at either contacting our regional office and or our agent locator that provides you a list of agents in your 
your area. You bet. All right. Well, Administrator Bunger, thanks for joining us here. As we were talking about, we do have some upcoming virtual sessions, January 8th, as well as January 17th. And then there's, they're going to be regional sessions in person in Oklahoma, California, South Dakota, Illinois, Minnesota, Alaska, and Mississippi. So you're going to be within driving distance for, for most folks uh, in, in, in one of those particular spots. So Administrator Bunger, thanks for joining us here again today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. And again, that was the administrator for the Risk Management Agency, Marsha Bunger, joining us here on the program, talking about their upcoming livestock road shows. There are a couple virtual sessions that we talked about, as well as several in-person sessions. If you want to find out more information, you can go to the website at rma.usda.gov. And then from there, you'll find under the topics heading down in there, you'll see the livestock road show. That'll give you the more information should you want that. And again, if you've had any questions about what all of the programs that are offered through the risk management agency this would be a meeting that you would want to go to or catch the virtual sessions as well stay with us when we come back after the break the captain tim o'burn will be in for this week's edition of tim's two cents and we'll hear from meteorologist don day with a look at our long-term weather we'll be back after this Looking for the perfect gift for a gardener or weather enthusiast? Introducing the Tropo, a precision rain gauge that has revolutionized both reliability and convenience. Expertly engineered by meteorologists, the Tropo gauge boasts rugged durability, impeccable accuracy, and precision to the hundredth of an inch. Visit MeasureRain.com to order a Tropo today and use code RAINDAY. That's R-A-I-N-D-A-Y for free shipping and 10% off. Go to Measure rain.com Welcome back. Before we bring on the captain for this week's edition of Tim's Two Cents here on the Working Ranch Radio Show, might mention just a couple things that be looking for the next issue of Working Ranch Magazine that'll be coming out. And we're just on the front end here. I know we had the first part of bull sale season is in the fall, but then there's a little break here between at the holiday seasons. We're going to get back into it. And if you want one publication that you can get through and flip through and see a lot of the different bull sales that'll be taking place, Working Ranch Magazine is the one you want to turn to you can get your subscription started by going to workingranchmag.com it's easy to do it there by the way be looking for working ranch magazine booth at the cattle con convention going on in orlando coming up the end of this month first part of next month well now it's time to check in with the captain tim o'burn he is publisher and editor of working ranch magazine for this week's edition of tim's two cents Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody out there in Working Ranch Radio Land. Happy New Year. Hope everything's going good for you. Interesting winter out there. Kind of some sad news from uh, over the holiday season. Uh, our good friend, Kurt Pate, who we a lot of us know uh, as uh, part of the BQA uh, low-stress cattle handling demonstration team, Ron Gill, Dean Fish, Todd McCartney. His wife, the amazing Tammy Pate, passed away. Uh, shortly before Christmas after a long battle with cancer. And uh, she was such a great gal. She was behind the art of the cowgirl. A lot of folks know what that is. So uh, we're sending our our prayers and compassion to the family um, as they deal with this. And um, God bless you all. Back to you, Justin. 
All right. Thanks, Captain. And thanks for bringing that to the forefront. Definitely somebody that made a big impact on a lot of folks' lives. And I had seen that news come across my Facebook feed right before Christmas and thinking of the family during this time as well. Well, as we switch gears, let's check in now with meteorologist Don Day as we take a look at our long-term weather. And Don, we've known as mild as our winter has been for a lot of us, maybe not for every everybody in the country, but for a lot of folks. We knew at some point we we're going to see winter start to happen, and that is what it looks like. We've seen a pretty good cold air mass now in the north, and it looks like it's going to be shifting and heading into the U.S. Yeah, a major, I would call this a, a pretty large shift in the weather on our side of the hemisphere. Of the caliber, we haven't really seen yet this winter. Um, in previous interviews that we've had here over the last few weeks, we talked about that there was a lot of cold air and parts of Europe and Asia and Siberia that just was locked up on the other side of the globe. Well, now we're building that cold air onto this side of the globe and uh, we have a pattern commencing, which is likely going to allow some very cold air to build up over the higher latitudes of Northwest Canada, the North Slope of Alaska, and then have the opportunity to move into the lower 48 states. You throw that colder air mass settling into the lower 48 states, including Canada, and you add the impacts of a of a more moist southerly jet stream because of what's going on with El Nino. Uh, it's it's a gas and matches scenario where when we put these two air masses together, it's going to be producing a lot of winter weather. There's going to be a large part of the U.S. that's going to see the first significant snows of the season, especially parts of the Midwest, Corn Belt, and Great Lakes, but also uh, even the East Coast and Northeastern United States. We could see severe cold head into parts of the northern Rockies and northern plains as well. Uh, and it's going to be a, a period of wintry weather that's going to have some legs to it, meaning it, it could go a couple weeks long. Mm-hmm. I noticed in a previous podcast last week that you were putting out that it looks like majority of the snow or some of the, the cold still going to be a lot in a lot of different areas. But where we're seeing snowfall is kind of a corn belt thing. And you just mentioned that a bit ago, but that's kind of what you're starting to see. Yeah, because what'll what'll happen? Arctic air masses naturally don't have a lot of water in them. Uh, one principle of of weather forecasting and just the way the physics of the atmosphere works: the colder the air is, the less water vapor can be in that air. So you can have a big polar outbreak, Arctic air cream into the nation, but it won't bring with it a lot of snow. It'll bring some. But where you have that Arctic air mass colliding with the more moist air masses that come up out of the south is where you're going to tend to see the heavier snow potential, uh, where you can see those two air masses working together. Mm -hmm. So that's why the boundary area between the the Arctic air and that El Nino-driven warmer air in the southern areas of the U.S. is going to set up a battleground. And that's where some of these bigger storms are going to form. And they'll be suppressed fairly far south. I mean, over the past week we saw it snow again in parts mm-hmm. of new mexico and arizona and uh, parts of kansas and uh, the texas panhandle area you know areas don't normally see a lot of snow they're they're going to get into the action as well mm-hmm. what about the west coast i know they've been getting a lot of moisture in the fall of the year now as we start to make that cycle over it looked like even in this one a little bit of moisture in this yeah the last couple of weeks uh, has been productive for california uh, seeing some really good rainfall and some snow in the high country. One question mark we do have with the West Coast is, will some of this Arctic air spill over the divide and all the way to the coastal areas? And 
something we've got to watch very carefully because if the cold air gets far enough west, uh, we could not only see uh, rain and snow move into some of those areas, but freezing temperatures as well. Okay. All right. And then real quick, uh, how far south are we talking some of these cold temperatures? I know the map that I saw was a pretty, really about the only thing that looked somewhat average to normal was the was Florida. But how far south are we looking at some of these cold temps? Well, that's a good question. Well, certainly it is on the table that this Arctic air could all go all the way to the Gulf Coast. Now, it's a possibility that the, that southern jet stream could modify things a little bit, but I don't think anybody is going to be uh, in a situation that they're going to miss everything. I think this cold air uh, is going to be expansive enough to get just about everybody, and that includes Florida. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get braced for it, and uh, ready or not, here it comes. It was bound to happen. All right. Thanks, Don. Thank you. And you can catch meteorologist Don Day each and every morning through his daily video podcast at dayweather.com, where you can find his channel on YouTube as well. Stay with us after the break. I'll tell you what's in store for next week's edition when we return on the Working Ranch Radio Show. You're going to want to join us next week on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Our subject is beef on dairy. And I know if you're a rancher like myself, you have a lot of thoughts or questions, maybe even have some concerns about the growth that we are seeing in this segment. Well, we're going to be joined by none other than Dr. Ty Lawrence from West Texas A&M University. He is one of the foremost knowledgeable people when it comes to this subject. And I'm looking forward to sharing this conversation with you as we get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of beef on dairy. So be sure to join us next week on the Working Ranch Radio Show. By the way, if you missed something today or you want to go back and listen to any old episodes, you can go to our podcast website at workingranchradio.com or any podcast provider out there as well. The Working Ranch Radio Show is a production of Working Ranch Magazine, branded number one by America's Ranchers. My email address, if you'd like to get a hold of me, is justin.workingranch at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Mills, and until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long.